Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Thank you for joining us today. We are going to talk about consumerism. And so I was kind of, I, I, I probably understand where we're going. Everett kind of brought this topic uh, to us, and, and so, but I started, to, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to look up the definitions. And the definitions that, uh, the first one, I was like, huh, I had not thought about this one. Um, so the first definition that it gave me um, was protection or promotion of the interests of consumers. So uh, an interesting positive note, I guess, for someone, uh, for consumers, uh, being protected from what they purchase and so on. I'm not quite sure I understand what the promotion side of that means. Um, but then it was funny because there's a second <laughs> definition, and above it, it had the, uh, it said derogatory. But it said the preoccupation of society with the acquisition of goods. I thought that was interesting. So there's your definitions of what consumerism is. And Everett, what does consumerism has to have to do with Christianity? And, and why are we talking about it today, buddy? Well, so I, I this is sort of, uh, uh, I don't know that it's necessarily uh, technically a part three, but it, it, it grows from the end of discussion that we had um, in terms of uh, creation care okay. and... Um, Tom, um, who is always the the wise one, uh, pointed out that much of the oh uh, hell, it, Tom, the, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 much of the issues that we're here circling around deal with um, issues of of overconsumption and living in a disposable um, society, and how consumerism in some ways really is the religion of the modern world. Hmm. Um, and so I, w William Cavanaugh, who's a Catholic theologian, and I've, if I've quoted this already on this podcast, I apologize, but, uh, <laughs> he, he, he says that, um, we're too narrow in our definitions about religion. And so when we say religion, our minds immediately sort of kind of go to like, well, Christian or Islam or Judaism. Um, and, and, and he says that religion's definition is much wider than that. And he would argue that consumer uh, consuming is a religion. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, the um, you know there there's <laughs> so this popped in my head, um, and I kind of forget. Um, I, I guess actually we were visiting Ginger's nephew um, last week. No, two weeks ago. And um, in Oregon, and while we were there, um, they're very, um, oh man, I don't have the words. I'm just going to say ecological-minded. I think that works. And um, so one thing we were talking about is we were having um, food in the pig and pancake <laughs> restaurant, or pig in a pancake restaurant in Seaside, Oregon. 
beautiful little town right on the ocean, and, and it was just awesome. Uh, so if you ever get to visit Oregon, do that. Uh, the ocean, not the pig and pancake. But anyway, so in the pig and pancake, like they have the uh, Cracker Barrels around here, there are a thousand, thousands of knickknacks and just things. And because we had had that discussion, I was walking around looking at everything, and it's just it's hard for me to imagine and this is one restaurant um where all this is made where does all this supplies to make this stuff come from and just how i mean really how useless and pointless it all is <laughs> you know i buy a magnet for my refrigerator and i stick it on my refrigerator and um and what did that take to make how much gas did it take in a tanker to bring it across seas and all this just like it's almost like that <coughs> butterfly effect. Um, so my mind kind of went there recently in thinking about these things. But then, to be honest, I kind of just shrug it off and it, the thought hasn't occurred to me again. So where do we move into protecting the earth and our resources in the mindset of those kind of knickknacks and, and almost useless objects i'll leave that open for anyone <laughs> thoughts well related to what you're saying the our culture's current answer for consumerism is a pretty good answer um it's minimalism right so less is more tiny house the tiny house movement um and this is important. This is an important transition. Um, and I've talked about before how my dad had three pairs of shoes. They were expensive, handmade shoes. He wore them every day to work. And when they got old, he resold them. You know, why do we need 50 pairs of shoes in our closet? Why do we need uh, to hoard all of these things? Why do we need disposable things? Why don't we buy quality you know, it's an old way of looking at the world, but, and that keeps us from filling our house with the junk you're talking about. But I think that minimalism can take over your life just like consumerism. Mm, okay. Because from a spiritual sense, you can focus on, I have this one awesome, you know, it can become a God just like anything else. Right. Because... The problem with consumerism, both as we see it in the church and as we see it in our lives, is that it's caused us to idolize perfectionism. Hmm. We are in, you can have perfectionism by having all the stuff, or you can have perfectionism just by having the one great thing that's more awesome than all the other people's stuff. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. I, and, and off of that, I, 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 and I can't think of who it is, so Osberg Fortress has a set of videos about Christian belief and practice, and there's one um, in which the person talking, I think it even may be Nadia Bolsweber, but anyways, um, how sort of the new movement about, well, I'm going to have all my food to be organic and locally sourced and all those things I think are like really good things. Um, but she points out that we sort of built into this like honor and shame thing. Well, I can afford to go shop at whole paycheck. 
Um, whereas the person, <laughs> right, the person for a second, <laughs> the person next to us, um, who, who, you know, really can't afford to live or, or shop there. Um, and, and so we, we set up this thing, like, look how good I am because, you know, my, my cow had its head padded a thousand times a day before it was slaughtered. Um, <laughs> And, and and so it's 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 not it's not that yes that's that's that is sort of an ideal but it's we're set up for that it's it's expensive to to buy that way too. So the, I, I and I agree. Um, I went in to buy. <laughs> so I went in to purchase. Um, we have uh, uh, a trunk or treat coming up, and um, I went in to purchase some cups for hot cocoa and um and so i there's this stack of 50 polyurethane i think uh styrofoam is that the same thing i don't know uh, i think so um or styrofoam is made out of polyurethane and um and and it's like two bucks you know and i'm like mm -mm, i can't do that and to be honest my youth came into my mind because they're the ones that keep me on the straight and narrow when it comes to things like that and uh, it's like nope i'm gonna get this paper cup i'm gonna pay much more um over five dollars for 25 cups something to that effect and um and so then i'm you know i'm up the front i'm feeling good about myself i'm spending more money because i do this and actually, uh, the letdown is I actually looked down and it said made from polyurethane. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. But to the point is it costs more to purchase things that are possibly, hopefully, if you do the research, ecologically friendly or, you know. And so um, that, that's a great point is, is because not everyone has that ability to sit down and make the decision uh, because wouldn't you think, wouldn't you think minus our, you know, let it burn people. Everyone would err towards, you know, saving the planet, if you will, or something to that effect, or just taking care of uh, nature. I find you would hope so. Yeah. I find, so I find, um, I, I don't know if we already want to jump into this because um, uh, there was two things I kind of thought about, like, um, and one of them, let's do, let's talk about this for just a minute. Is there truth? Um, and didn't George Bush say everyone go spend, right? So there's, there's something based around the economy and consumerism as a country. And, um, so I recall that being said, and, and um, there's something to the economy and people spending money and going back and forth, you know, because when it breaks down to the barter, barter system <laughs> and you're trading for your goods, it doesn't help our country's economy. So where do we get into that if you want to go down that road, Everett, um, in being a consumer that is, you know, mind you, I'm going out and buying my $500 Sony PlayStation, if that's still a thing, or <laughs> PlayStation 21 and I'm helping the economy and things like that. Well, now that the NCAA rules that we can make uh, money off the likeness of the players, and so that means that college football will be coming back to gaming systems. Yes, I will be buying a gaming system. So what did it go I can, away? Yes, because they said that you can't you can't earn money off the likeness of players, and now 
that, you know, I can sit there and pretend like I'm, you know, Jalen hurt. <laughs> right. Um, I, so let me, let me say one thing real quick. Um, we did a Dave Ramsey, um, class, sure. um, at the church. And, and if you know, for those who don't know Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey's someone who, I mean, his stuff is just really simple. Pay cash for things. Don't put things on credit. Um, and someone came to me afterwards and said, you know, if everybody did this, our economy would collapse. Right. And there's some truth to it. Like, like we're dependent, you know, we're dependent upon people buying stuff that they don't need in order to keep the economy going. Um, and, you know, it's why interest rates have remained so low is because that causes people, well, I can go and I can buy this more expensive car, this more expensive house. But I think the real, the real issue when it comes down to Christian belief and action is the question about what forms our desire. Um, St. Augustine sort of says that the root of sin is basically um, desire directed in the wrong place. Hmm. And um, and that really the task of the Christian is to form our desires so that we desire properly. Very nice. Tom, I thought you'd be chomping at the bit to jump back at the economy thing. Nothing? <laughs> well, it is true that after um, World War, after Pearl Harbor, when we entered World War II, Franklin Roosevelt said, we're going to have to sacrifice mm. and, you know, start a victory garden and uh, cut down on food so we, for the boys at the front and all that sort of thing. Hmm. And after uh, 9-11, our president, because of changes in our economy, I suppose, and, I, and I, to be fair, I mean, he was just responding to the, uh, the truth of the situation as he saw it. Right. Which what which I don't agree, but he didn't want the economy to collapse. Right, uh, it would be a time to start hoarding and from fear, right? From fear, right. and he yeah, also no, did right. say, "Don't be afraid of your Islamic neighbor." Mm. So we got to give him credit for that. Right, that's not the kind of thing we hear anymore from the top. But I, I think um, <laughs> my point is. I don't really have a point, I guess. <laughs> and thank you for joining us. <laughs> we, yeah, we got to. To me, the issue is how this affects the church. And uh, we, we unfortunately can't help but participate in the economy. Like Sunday, we heard about um, the Pharisee and the tax collector. The mm -hmm. tax collector had to, for Jews to pay the tax, they had to have the coin with Caesar's image on it, which meant they were committing idolatry hmm. and uh, those tax collectors were jews who were fellow jews who were you know extorting them with roman money to support the armies of rome you know we could just keep going on but that's right. just the work sometimes you have to live in the world but we don't have to bring it into the church and um i found this uh, sojourners article it's a guy named stephen Matson. he said um Christians encourage, 
consumers complain. Christians empower, consumers criticize. Christians sacrifice, consumers hoard. Christians forgive, consumers hate. Christians work together, consumers compete. Christians volunteer, consumers take. Christians generously give, consumers buy. Christians serve, consumers obtain. Christians save, consumers waste. Christians protect, consumers destroy. Christians love people, consumers love things. I think that's a pretty good summation of of some of the issues. Wow. But here, here's the problem as I hear that. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the reality is if I'm being honest with myself, <laughs> my behaviors are, are far more like the consumer than the Christian. Right. And that's why um, we're having this episode. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> if we had no problem with it, it'd be boring to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that great wisdom showing up from Tom again there. There you go, Tom. That's that's uh, that's really good, uh, Tom. Can you send me that? I'd like to include it in the show notes. If uh, um, that, that's that's good. I mean, and so there is a um, so in I don't know what you said the author's name. There is something to shoot for, uh, Tom. You mentioned perfection earlier, um, and where we're trying to be perfect in these things of uh, making sure uh, that our I don't know. Our plastics don't ever come from, you know, low wage slave like labor, something to that effect. You didn't say that. But I'm just pointing out like iPhones and things like that, um, you know, which we kind of touched on in, the, in a couple of previous episodes ago. Um, and so, you know, I, I actually what you just read kind of starts that off. So where do we as the church, where do we as Christians move into this because if we we're we're not people um at this drop of a hat i'm not a person i'll, I'll start with that who can go out and grow my own food and make my own clay uh clay clays clothes like shane claiborne does and things like that so um and and then does that as tom said become my idolatry does that become you know me um so where do you lean into this a little bit. I mean, you, you, you can't start by just rejecting the economy and, and, and spending because that's where our food, our clothes and everything comes from. Not saying to worry about it, but where do we as Christians lean into it a little bit and go, you know what, this year, because we're coming up on, you know, consumer craziness right now. We are, I mean, I, I walked into Walmart neighborhood market the other day and I, there's Christmas lights on the shelf. So we're about to move into this world. What could we do that you feel like has some kind of love behind it? That something that could be changed or do if that's a if that's a good qu- question and place to go. I, I think. Oh, go ahead, Tom. I think striving for minimalism is a good thing, and I think. Buying your clothes at the thrift store or if you can find them, clothes not made in a slave labor factory, you know, or child labor is a good thing. But I just think we have to realize that can become an idol as quickly as anything. I think, too, um, sorry to immediately jump back in. I think you have to do this in community. 
because for me, and I, I, t- I kind of think about this way and I don't like it. I think, okay, if iPhones are really made this way, I don't want to have an iPhone or something like that. Or that's a bad example. Um, let's just say why because it'd be hard to get rid of exactly yeah well and that's what i'm trying to think of something that's possible but i'm thinking of clothes okay so if i'm going to go find out where some clothing line is made something like that i don't know sounds weird but i could spend a great deal of time (laughs) doing that and that becomes my idol or my obsession right but in community you have shared knowledge you you may someone may already know um, something that could be done or, oh, well, I, here's why I do this, but it would be best to do this in community in a group so that your time, um, not that time's a waste, but just something that you don't become all consuming and that becomes the idol. Maybe that makes sense. Maybe not. So, I mean, I think there's definitely, I mean, there's definitely like, um, advocacy organizations say on child labor, um, that, you know, probably produce lists saying, "Hey, here's, you know, here here's places that make shoes that are ethically sourced." I mean, I think that information is is readily available, and and I think it'd be great if you're <clears throat> down at the shoe store and and you're trying to find out which tennis shoes you're going to buy, and you go and look and say, "Oh, well, you know, these are, you know, these are made um, with better working conditions." Yeah. I, I I think that 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 this is one of those things where religious practice um, really can speak to this. So we're, we're coming up on a season of Advent and, and, and in the church Advent has suddenly seemed to have become more about preparing for the birth of the, the Christ child. When traditionally Advent was about the second coming and about the need for the world to be made right. And, 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 and unintentionally, the church made the greatest consumer-driven event in the world. Now, Advent is also sort of, okay, well, this is the time to prepare for it. And, um, and I think if we, if, if we kind of focused on that, that, that for that season about the ways in which our world is not right, it may prompt us to think about, well, how much consuming do I really need to do? Hmm. I'm not sitting there saying I'm righteous, but in our household, we do, um, in guests for the kids, we do something to wear, something to read, something they want, and something they need. Hmm. And so each kid gets one thing from, you know, from each thing, uh, from each uh, category. Right. And that has really helped us temper like sort of this, oh, I'm going to go buy, you know, 400 things. That's good. That's good. I, um, I've thought about that too. I'll have to remember that, (laughs) that rhyme you do. Something you what? (laughs) Something you want, something to read, something they need, and something (laughs) to read. Wear and need, right? Wear and need, need, read, want. I think that goes a long ways too in 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 teaching to our children. Um, I have one person I buy gifts for, 
<laughs> and and I don't and I'm not involved in the rest of that, um, so I'm not allowed. <laughs> so <laughs> I buy for the my wife, and then uh, yeah, that's all I get done. So, um, but it's a, and so so I also don't get any say so um, <laughs> in that either, and uh, so that's just kind of the deal we have. But um, it's a good point in um, because I, that also I think teaches. Um, our children as well in uh, what just what it is to consume right I mean what do you really need and and um, but man I I can't knock it I mean because I don't know what's spent for on our family or anything like that so if you go out and that's your family thing and you do that I'm not gonna knock it (laughs) so um, but it's a good place and you introduced advent into the conversation too and, uh, and that's a good point. It's a good time. Um, I believe it starts on, what, the 24th of November this year is the uh, first one, Advent 1. and uh, it's December a good... 1st. Is it December 1st? Oh, okay. December mm-hmm. 1st? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, okay, good. Thank you. And so um, it's a good time to sit down and maybe think about consumerism and uh, where we are in it and uh, kind of go from there. Tom? What do you yes, have to add, sir? You got very quiet over there. I think that um, the challenge for us as Christian leaders in a world that idolizes perfectionism to and has constantly had ads and stuff thrown in our face mm-hmm. is set aside an attitude of entitlement. And to not focus on growth, popularity, or influence, but instead remember that Jesus was not a popular guy. And he told his disciples to be powerless. And they would be, you know. So maybe focus on, our, our job is to focus on the poor, focus on the things Christians traditionally focused on, and I think when we do that, the problems will iron themselves mm, out. Yeah. It's like um, in uh, in golf, we say one putting covers up a world of mistakes. Right. So uh, you score with your short game. So focus on what really matters and get off the driving range and get to the putting green, practice <laughs> green. That's what we need to do, I think. But the long ball is so much cooler, Tom. It- <laughs> That's what that's what draws the crowds, but that's not what uh, wins pays the money. The bills. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, so, I say narrow narrowing our focus comes to mind, and um, you know it's funny too because I can walk away from this recording and and sometimes not give another thought about it until we release it. And maybe I listen to it, hopefully, or something like that. So. Um, that that's a good point too. Is is and I, I think in times past in in years past, uh, Advent has had a focus of joy, one week love, peace, and so on, and those kind of things can be used to remind us, you know, where our focus should reside. And as you say, um, I in myself, and especially this time of year, can be stressful. Um, it can be something overwhelming, you know, because we can get so focused and I have as well on purchasing the right gift, that perfect thing that's going to make everything perfect. Right. (laughs) And, um, 
and as you said, perfectionism, and instead um, focusing on what is true and um, what gives life. And, um, and again, on the, the poor, as I think you said, or, or something to that effect, just focusing on others, I would say, and maybe that's what you used and I didn't hear what you said, but just focusing on others outside of ourselves and not doing it with gifts, I think we'll, you will find really keeps our minds in the right place and off of the things that just don't matter. That's just what I've seen in the last few weeks. I've had a busy, busy uh, few weeks or months. And finally, um, some guys I sat down with at coffee kind of pulled my head out and gave me the perspective of like, look, stop focusing on yourself and focus on the things around you. And that was really what gave me life and tore me away from my own, you know, self and Indulge, desire, despite, yeah, can't say the word, <laughs> demise. And so that's a good point. Everett, anything to add there? No, I'm good. All right. Um, so consumerism, bad. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's what we, um, what we make it and what we've put into it. And, um, you know, I think if you just sit down and think about it within your own life, you can make the decision for yourself uh, especially something to do is to take it to group, take it to a community, a group, a small group that you're with and discuss it there. Um, just, I, I just don't do well feeling, uh, out my own thoughts and answering my own questions. It always plays better. And, um, I learn when I do it in a group. So sit down with a group, whether it be a spouse, partner, or whoever it is, a small group at church, and maybe discuss this as we head into the Advent season and into the uh, spending season, if you will, and see what comes out of it. And uh, hopefully you'll find something that gives life, but also brings joy. Thank you for joining us today. And may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at Pod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.